0: welcome to another episode of spirit talks with natalie brown spirit talks is all about conscious conversations to awaken and enlighten it was born from a desire to bring together a conscious community and create opportunities for deeper connection and real conversations this platform is for inspiring heart leaders guardians of the earth and conscious entrepreneurs sharing the spirit of all things their divine wisdom revolutionary ideas, inventions, modalities and channelings to bridge the gap between our world and the spiritual world in order to shift the consciousness of humanity. Welcome to another episode of Spirit Talks. <laughs> I am Natalie Brown, the founder and creator of Spirit Talks, and thank you so much for joining us here today. I have Ross Kenny, Marie, and Rochelle joining me today as speakers. Now, Spirit Talks was created as a platform for spiritual entrepreneurs, soul entrepreneurs that's here to share their wisdom, their magic, their medicine, and also their revolutionary ideas to shift the consciousness of humanity. So I'm really pleased to say that our topic today is spiritual trauma and how to heal it. And these beautiful souls here that's joining me today definitely have lots of vast knowledge um in this arena working with trauma being in the spiritual arena as well so i'm excited to have you here thank you so much ross welcome and please tell us where you're from and why this topic is so important to you
1: okay thanks very much mithali uh, so my name is ross duncan i come to you from the eastern side of brisbane in australia and my heartland is in the center of the South Island of New Zealand, it's, uh, where I grew up and where I guess a lot of the core of who I am was founded. So this topic is uh, a very important one. I do work in my field with ancestral trauma, but it's all entwined, and a lot of the spiritual trauma comes from the place of other people's beliefs and, and how we are guided as children and some of that can be very traumatic and I'll, I'll speak more into that as we go and just, uh, get into this conversation so uh, thanks for the opportunity Natalie, to, to be here mm. and, and thanks to Penny and Marie and uh, Rochelle as well being part of mm. this. And, yeah really feel thank honored you. to be here thank you
0: mm. thank you so much for us that's amazing Penny please tell us where you're from and why this topic is so important to you
2: Uh, Well, I too am in the Eastern side of Australia in Kondamuka country um, in Alexandra Hills in Queensland. Uh, This topic is a very uh, personal topic for me. I have, um, yeah, I've had quite the the soul journey in the area of trauma and healing the trauma from my life experiences. And because of that, I now work with others um, as well in a variety of ways because for me, I'm really passionate about trauma and people understanding that it's not something that they need to live with, that they can actually completely change their life um, and actually turn the trauma from being something that controls them into something that's actually really powerful um, and empowering for them. So yeah, it's, um, it's a topic that I am very passionate about and I'm grateful for the opportunity to be here today and to to hear and share receive the wisdom of the other panel members too. So thank you, Natalie.
0: Thank you, Penny. Thank you so much. I'm so so grateful that you all are here to share your wisdom and your magic because you know, I always believe that we share from our, our experiences. we are the best teachers, you know when we share from our stories, our experiences. and that's why these panel talks are so important because you are experts in the field. so, I'm really really grateful to have you here welcome marie please tell us where you are from and why this topic is so important to you
3: thank you so much for having me natalie this is a beautiful beautiful opportunity i am coming to you from bungalung country in byron bay and this topic is something i'm very passionate about but up until recently would not have framed it as trauma and i think that is part of the challenge that we have when we move into these spaces I have someone who's personally experienced PTSD and also understanding how we come into the world with trauma through things like our witch wound. And the impact that has for women specifically is where I work on how it impacts our ability to hold our presence and our internal power and specifically use our voice. So it's, I'm really excited for this conversation today. Mm, I just got goosebumps running right through my body
0: <laughs> that is a really juicy topic thank you Marie for sharing Rochelle welcome please share with us where you're from and why this topic is so important to you hi
4: um, I'm coming to you from uh, a little school at the moment so if it's bells going off and <laughs> so i um, been able to take that time out I'm working I work with children here in um in the school, which is an absolute privilege. So um, I live in Tiarae. So that's, you know, I kind of want to start a little bit more in, in sort of that moldy space of, um, yeah, kia ora, everyone. Um, so ko, uh, ko, turanga, te uh, munga, uh, ko, arai te awa, ko, te arai te moana, ko, arai Turanga Waiwai. so the last what I'm saying is is turanga which is uh, hen and chicks which I see from my place I've got 10 acre a beautiful space with 10 acres and I do a lot of healing and things from there um, and I can see the hen and chicks which is beautiful so it's a an island that's out there um, but turanga tiarai for me was is so turanga Waiwai is where my two feet stand in my spiritual space and holding and um, I found this place 30 years ago uh, my, my sisters brought me surfing here and it is a beautiful spiritual um healing space that um really has a lot of calling there's a, quite a lot of healers that are in this area um but yeah I, I had to i had to be here eventually so um that's really important to me that you know where you where you are where you're from um and certainly in working with with trauma um and yeah for me um bringing spirituality in is really key so i studied um psychosynthesis 20 years ago um which is a psychospiritual um uh, type of counseling non-denominational um i also did theta healing which is going to create an energy-based intuitive healing and um and then i keep I also work with horses and do healing. So that whole spiritual space of how quickly, um, we can pro help, help people process, connect and, um, and release healing certainly through the horses or just inviting that opportunity to happen. So I like to try and find lots of creative ways, um, to connect and, um, you know, we heal trauma through relationships and, um, Mm -hmm certainly our relationship to our spiritual selves is really really key to that
0: Hmm. beautiful thank you Rochelle yeah so you mentioned horses you know working with horses so I think bringing animals into healing trauma into connection back into connection is such a pivotal part of us moving in um, into the new earth energies that we're here to co-create with as well and the communion, communication with animals as well. So in your work, what have you seen? How does this, how can this heal trauma? Talk to us about that.
4: How does it heal it?
0: Yes, um, working with animals.
4: I'll, I'll tell you probably the biggest story and um, was one of, um, I, had a, I had a workshop, a manifesting workshop that I was running and I had four ladies to my property in TRI I've got five horses, um, that I work with and, um, what I'm, you know, so healing is, is in the body, you know, there's a lot of research and things like that is say, you know, it's, it's stored in the body. I mean, there's lots of those sorts of things and, um, that physical space. So helping people to connect with that. So often, so what we did was I always do a centering exercise um so centering and grounding into our bodies and um and then i work with like identifying you know so g- expanding that consciousness so we expand that consciousness out from that that space and t- to connect with the divine so all of that energy that heals right and i um so i did this we were outside the um uh, paddock of the horses in the arena and um, and then we went in, and I, you know, so touched the the girls, touched the horses, and one of the girls, she had had huge sexual abuse trauma from when she was younger, um, and she, you know, went up and she just stroked the 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 horse, and I said, oh, when they lick and chew, um, and they open their mouths like us, like when we're anxious when we're relaxed you know which is where we can digest and process um then that and then when they yawn right and same for us when we yawn we we process and and we invite healing in and so i said that and she just you know tears were there and then we stood back from the horse that particular horse this horse is called joy we named her specifically (laughs) to bring joy connect to joy um and I stood back and she lay down and went to sleep, like lay down entirely. Now horses don't do that unless they have a huge sense of um, trust and safety. And yeah, she just we went. No one was touching her. She lay down. It wasn't like a trick where she's sitting up. Um, sound sound asleep within two, you know, two seconds really. And this is the first time I'd seen it. And part of my question was, do I continue doing this work um, for me? So that was like, and all of the women had huge, profound experiences from that. But when I walked, you know, and and said goodbye to my, you know, because I've actually known her for a long time and reconnected with her and she'd come up on this retreat. And she said to me, she said, you know, I've spent years in therapy um, doing, you know, trying to heal. She said today was, the biggest healing that i've ever had for such a small um you know cost or etc you know and an amount of time so that just spoke volumes to me about how incredibly powerful yeah Mm -hmm. this um when we open ourselves to those possibilities that animals can bring and horses are such sentient beings
0: yeah Um, amazing yeah so that that was beautiful Mm. Thank you so much for sharing that yes opening ourselves up to possibilities not just working with animals but all possibilities is so important right. I want to bring us back to the topic of spiritual trauma and I feel like this is going to be a really important conversation and I really want to bridge both sides of the story today where we're going to be talking about um Situations that people have been in, because I've seen this in my work so much around people being in spiritual situations, and I've experienced it myself, where they have experienced trauma because of, as the result of, being in a spiritual environment. And I really want to put it out there to you, speakers, and ask what kind of experiences have you heard of? Do you know of? Have you been in a spiritual situation? where you have experienced this or perhaps worked with a client that have gone through this. Um, and what was it that really stood out for you You know, from that story? I'll, I'll begin by sharing my story. I grew up in a very Christian household, um, which there is nothing wrong with growing up in a Christian household. But what happened was I was a soul seeker. I was seeking for something that the church couldn't give me, a four brick wall place could not give me. And I grew up in this situation where I could see everything. I could feel everything. I could feel spirit around me. I could see things around me. They would touch me. They would sit on my legs. And my parents told me that this was evil. Now I did have some really, really difficult experiences when I was a child where I was being held down Um, through spiritual experiences and it was very scary so what happened is I grew up in a household that didn't understand what I was going through as a child and as a result of those experiences I experienced trauma and shut down my psychic abilities and my gifts and only later on did they come back You know it's not like they went away they were always there but i as a human being shut down my gifts and i had to awaken again to those gifts and i've heard you know working with many many different people i will share one more experience that um really stood out to me was when this woman she went in a temple space into a temple space a priestess space and there wasn't enough opportunity for this woman to be held as she was processing her trauma within the spiritual environment there wasn't enough facilitators or an opening for her to be held while she was going through that and as a result of that she couldn't process her trauma in a way that she. You know would have if it was um, a different situation so she as a result of that had incredible spiritual trauma and she was not in a position to receive other people's trauma Mm -hmm. because what happened in that environment it went crazy people were wailing they were screaming they were crying and she was not in a position to process this because of her own trauma. So, we as facilitators have to be super careful how we are, you know, rising up and holding space for those people that are going through trauma. So, who would like to go first and share on the back of that?
2: Penny, go for it. Yeah, I'd love to speak into that natalie because i think you raise a a really really well you raise a number of important points um one is as facilitators or people working with trauma our responsibility um in holding that space not just during the space but also in the lead up to and also afterwards as well and i had a i myself had a experience earlier this year um and also know of a couple of other people that had um a similar experience with the same healer um, where went for a specific purpose um, and I had an experience I've never had with any kind of healing before. For myself, within an hour of leaving um, and getting back to where we live, um, I was in such a dark place such a such a dark place I didn't want to be here anymore it was that dark of a place because what had actually happened was the the facilitator had actually opened up a part of my timeline which was an important I mean that's why I was there it was a really important part um for me personally to go into Um, but it was almost as if it was too much for that person and they didn't know what to do with it and they left me open Um, And they left that timeline open and yeah, I I mean, I've never, and I, I, you know, I've been through quite a bit of trauma in my life and I've certainly had some dark nights of the souls and been in some very difficult places um, of which I've been able to get through. But within such a short period of time, within an hour, the place that I was in was not good and, Mm. um, and I was left there and I did actually raise it with the, the space holder. Um, and I was told that I chose to go there and that Mm -hmm. was the that was the extent of the care and unfortunately two other people that I know um, who are um, less or you know we're all at different stages of our journey they're at um, one in particular is at a very uh, has had a significant life change significant big trauma And is at the start of that journey, let alone the healing aspect of that, Um, you know, and he experienced the same thing and and another one Mm. as well. And my friend, um, it actually took a month for her to actually get through what was a very, very big dark night of the soul Um, because she was, yeah, there was no aftercare. There was no um, responsibility. There was no follow up. Um, you know she ended up coming and staying um, with us for a week um, Mm. just to feel safe you know to be safe and to be held
0: yes thank you for sharing that how do we um, as facilitators as leaders and way showers how do we help people to manage their trauma or go through their trauma help the guide them through that transmutation of this trauma whatever it, it might be spiritual trauma it might be you know life trauma in any way and form. How can we guide these people through this process and create um, a space at the end where they integrate sufficiently, so that they have the breakthrough and come away from it empowered, you know, step into empowerment through that space, rather than leaving them hanging. So what kind of things would you teach your people who would like to share? How can we help people step into empowerment through guiding them through their trauma, allowing them to move through this space, deeply hold them as they go through this trauma, but then feel integrated and liberated from this trauma so they can then move into this big wide world with, New eyes.
3: Marie, do you want to share? So I just want to check, Ross, did you let me just say, I thought you were going to say something.
1: There so you go, that, Marie. I'll, oh, sorry, was it? Oh, I Ross, were you were going to say, say
3: something? something? Did you want to say something, Ross?
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I can if, if that's okay. So- yeah, you, go for it. I think we're going to take some back steps here. And a lot of it comes around people calling themselves healers okay so this might rattle a few cages here
0: we're here to uh, rattle some cages
1: so we have got i think as facilitator which is probably a better word practitioner whatever it is we've got to be very careful that we don't become the guru for people okay so i think it's about empowering people to find their own place of healing and allow them to integrate as they go it, it, rather than at the end it needs to be integrated as we go along and allow each client each person to find their own space in that and allow them to be ready rather than pushing them into more healing space so the integration as as we progress is very very important and empowering people to realize that we are our own healer and We, as facilitators, are kind of the guiding post. And, you know, I've had people that have helped me guide me to where I have been able to heal as well. And it's uh, breaking away from that old guru sort of thing of the past. And I I was talking to a man yesterday who was quite tied up with one of the Indian gurus back in the 70s and chased him all around New Zealand and went to Hawaii and went to the US to follow this guy. And it's his life now at a 70 year old man. He's that created quite a lot of trauma for him and he's become a real skeptic. He's actually lost his spirituality because of that, that, Mm. uh, and he's become very rational in his thinking. And it's like, he spent his whole, you know, teenage years and his youth as a university student been deeply tied into spiritual beliefs, but they've all gone through that experience. I'd say that's that terminology around, Oh, I'm the healer. I'll heal you. You've got to be really, really careful in that space.
0: That's the thing is, right? We are all our own healers. And this is what the swing is around. It's like, I'll take that pill to heal me. I'll use this device to heal me. But, you know, it's no longer about that. It's about remembering that you are your own healer. And I guess the question I ask is that we, we don't want to leave people hanging. We want them to have the outcome of an empowered energy um rejuvenation revitalization and then allow them to like you said ros and it's very important to integrate and every person integrates in their own way i feel that we are simply creating replanting golden nuggets we're the catalyst for change we are bringing forward this information and then that person has to choose what they want to do with it because it's their responsibility right Something that I want to, um, before I go to you, Marie, um, you know, something I want to mention as well is I'm seeing a lot of spiritual people out there claiming certain things. And there's a lot of people out there that are looking to people to help them. And there's a lot of promises, false promises that are not being delivered. False promises of I will take you here and I'll make you feel this way you cannot do that. As a a way-shower, you cannot do that. As a leader, you can't, because that person's outcome is their choice, not your choice. So, Marie, what would you like to share about this?
3: Well, I love what Ross has shared and what everyone else has shared around the fact that we have these words out there, healer, space holder, and not a lot of understanding of what we're actually potentially doing in that space. We are dealing with human beings. We're dealing with their experiences and their perceptions of the world. And just because we might be really great at creating a good environment doesn't mean we're really great at holding space for their experience. And we are not gurus. And when healing is not us you know, waving the wand going, there you go, it's all done. And there is, a, there is an art and there is deep experience required in understanding human behavior and how what role we play in that and so I think as a an industry for one of a better word we need to be really careful that we can all say I'm a great space holder and I've been to this retreat and I've done this and that's fantastic but we are, have a human being in front of us that has a mm. whole world of experience that is not our experience that is not our perception and our role is not for them to come to some linear you know experience of tick that box I've healed that trauma trauma is a A part of a experience that may have come from many many lifetimes and has a recurring theme in behavior and i work with understanding human behavior in a way that understands our consciousness and so Mm -hmm. for me personally we think about the topic it was activated in this lifetime through my interaction with religious structures and as a child being terrified of being in those environments and not understanding why. And witnessing, I suppose, the behavior of adults around me, you know, knowing that there was a woman standing there with big sunglasses on because I knew she had a black eye and the man standing next to her was being revered by the priest as this man to be looked up to. As a child, that was something that was very traumatic in understanding the world I was in I was asked to leave the church when I was about seven or eight because I, was, I asked too many questions and it taught me and I was activated this, what I didn't understand at the time was my witch experience in previous worlds, it wasn't safe to use my voice. You don't ask a question mm-hmm. and the priest said to me, you know, you're a girl, you don't, you don't need to ask questions, you just need to learn what you need to learn and do what you're told. And that was probably iterated within my life So my perception of the world was it wasn't safe to use your voice. It wasn't Mm -hmm. safe as a woman to understand your own presence and that you have something to offer the world. And that, I suppose, what framed my my life until I worked out a bit like you, uh, Natalia, that I had cut off all of my connection to my spiritual world, specifically around my energy sensitivity. Because in those environments, what was causing me the feeling of being terrified was I was feeling everybody else's fear as well Mm -hmm. and it was magnifying that everything around me was not safe especially being in environments of authority and spirituality or religious religious what I understood was being religious beliefs back then I had such a palpable experience that I could not come at it. Even I thought it was just, you know, it was me, so I tried all these different religions out to think that maybe I should be Jewish or maybe I should just go to another church. But I never felt comfortable in my own skin in any of them because of that, of that framework that I think I'd come into with that understanding that my reaction part of it was to do with my witch wound.
0: Yeah. Wow.
3: I'd come in with.
0: Yeah. So powerful and it is you know um if you think about which is being burned at the stake which is you know um all of the past life the ancestral trauma that we carry that we are living here again through our experiences until we come to realization and awareness and healing ourselves, then we can shift that and come into higher consciousness through that right Absolutely. And I want to talk about authority, just going back to what you said about authority, because this is a thing in the spiritual, uh, you know, churches and all of that, that we think those people know what they're talking about. We think that they know what they're doing. And I am, Spirit, whilst you were talking, Marie, Spirit said, share this experience. And I haven't actually shared this experience with anyone publicly, apart from my very close family. And this is really making my heart go fast um so when i was about 16 i was under the the wing of one of the um spiritual people in the church okay he was he called himself a minister and um he said to me he's going out to um remove an entity and that i was part of this group of teenagers and they basically um was showing us how to work with entities because i could see spirits right but i didn't know what to do with them or how to work with them at that time so he, we got in the car and drove to this farm in south africa and i remember walking into this place and he told me nothing about it he said apart from me saying we're going to be re- removing this entity so we walk in and this this young teenage boy in this room and he um all of a sudden things just, and I can feel the energy is palpable. Like there's real dark energy or Dean's energy in the room. And it made me feel really uncomfortable. Like I wanted to run the other side out the door. So the guy that was with me, the minister, he closes the door and he says, well, um, we're just gonna talk to you, don't be afraid. And the next minute the lights go off, the room goes dark and as the lights come on by themselves this guy is up the wall not even kidding you literally up the wall standing up against the wall like this with nothing under his feet he's crawled up the wall and I remember all of a sudden shutting down completely like this was the most traumatic experience I have ever experienced and you can't Explain this to to people but I immediately said to him I am leaving the room and he went I think it's better if you do but what I then afterwards as I was walking out I was asking the question why would someone like that put someone that is not experienced in a situation like that okay what was the lesson I had to learn here what was it that I needed to learn from this experience and i think this is where the empowerment lies in the lesson we can be in different spiritual experiences we can be going through different traumatic experiences but ultimately why are we being placed into these situations and what is the lesson that we're learning from that experience yeah so let's talk into that you know how can spirituality empower us to live a more heart-led soul-led life who would like to speak into that how can spirituality empower you marie go
3: i think a couple of things come up for me when you talk about that first is that you know trauma is not about the event trauma is about the response and Mm. all of the container that comes in with that so when we're dealing with trauma and we need to understand it's an individual um, situation. For me, when we think about healing and mood and how can spirituality connect us with that, in a traumatic space, I believe we're disconnected from our spirituality and spirit meaning our in spirit, who we are as a person, what it is that we value and understand about ourselves. And we're always learning and evolving in those moments. So healing is an ongoing process. So coming back into self and understanding self, and you, you know, you're coming back into your spirituality. For me, it was my energy sensitivity and understanding behavior and energy is allowed me to be able to sit in spaces to become the observer of my environment, not feeling like I'm being swept up and being swallowed up by my environment. And I think that is where the empowerment is: is understanding how we hold our own presence and power our internal power that makes us feel safe in those environments and not just physically safe but spiritually safe to speak our truth and whether, whatever that truth might be that might upset other people that we're not pulled around I think that is where the ongoing healing and empowerment sits
0: yeah so beautiful yeah because I remember I was not affected by it as what I, as much as I thought I should have been would have been. Um, Because one of the things that I do here is I work with the darkness, I work with shadow. And I feel that that empowered me to do the work that I am able to do and really deep dive into people's shadows. And so that for me was my empowerment. Yes, you know, it was a really traumatic experience at the time. But I haven't thought about that experience until now you know, until spirit said, you've got to share this because there is some empowerment that, you know, is un- needing to be understood through this experience. So no matter how traumatic our experiences are, it's about how we move forward from that experiment, uh, experience. Are we reactive or are we activated as such?
1: Mm. Yeah, I'd um, like to share with that too, Natalia, as you were speaking, that was my sense of it was that that, minister saw something in you that you had that power to to be in that place with that sort of presence of that dark energy but then the human part of you as a young 16 year old girl obviously that's quite a pivotal point in our life went back into the human what what p and i refer to as you know your, your human side and your soul side and you got frightened because I guess as we learn and as we take on the world, we're shown by others around us, our parents, our you know adults around us, and particularly in that religious environment, that fear is the tool that's been used a lot with religion. So you, we tend to revert back to being fearful about situations. So it's when we can stand in our strength, not to recognise the fears there, to feel the fear, to allow the fear without getting pulled under by it and, and, you know, taking back into our little small humanness. So it's been able to stand in presence with that fear actually. And, and like you have grown into in your life, you know, you've found that place yourself actually that that minister to me saw in you.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: uh,
0: yeah, thank you.
1: For,
0: thank you for highlighting that. I've, and I have actually never thought about it in that way. So thank you for sharing that anyone else have anything to say about that Particularly, how to how can spirituality or our traumatic experiences really empower us so that we can live a more heart-led and soul-led life
2: yeah I'd love to speak into that actually it um yeah it's just, it's such an interesting journey the you know if someone had said to me when I really started to dive deep within and to to look at um, changing the direction of my life, which was nine, about nine years ago. If someone had said to me at the time, You know, you've been through what you've been through because this is what you're here to support others in doing, this is part of your soul journey. If someone had said that to me back then, I'm not quite sure what kind of reaction they would have got from me, but it wouldn't have been a very positive or supportive one um, because. At the time, you know, I was right in the thick and right at the very, very start of trying to make sense of what to me at the time felt like a cruel world, you know. So, and I think as, you know, facilitators, that that's something to be very, very aware of. There's no amount of study, there's no amount of qualifications. As Marie so beautifully spoke about, you know, retreats and I think it was Maria and attending all the things in the world. It really makes no difference when it comes down to um, the individual and their ability to cope with life and what life may have delivered to them. So at that point in my journey, I would have rejected flat out any kind of suggestion of that. Fast forward nine years later, um, and I do understand that my 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 journey is very much a part of who I am. It is I do understand it comes from not just this lifetime, many other lifetimes. I do understand that you know there's ancestral components to it. Um, So I understand all of that, but what really, where the empowerment for me comes in and why I am so passionate about people looking at their traumas um, is because it's that deep inner knowing of yourself that comes from that. It's that unshackling of ties to people, situations and events in our human life. you know it's that putting that arm's length between the world around us and actually coming into the inner world and actually really understanding you know I mean I know who I am because of what I've been through I am able like you Natalia I love I'm quite comfortable in the shadows because I know the gold that's in there I call it the shadow gold um you know it's I know what comes and that to me, that inner knowing, that understanding, that shedding of the humanness, as Ross and I refer to in the work that we do, is that to me is the key and that real deep connection and inner knowing to ourselves, which we're actually discouraged as humans to do because, you know, that's ego and that's selfish and, you know, um, which it absolutely isn't to me, that is, absolutely key and so there is great power in understanding that the experiences that we have in life um, not only shape who we are and how we live but they have the potential to direct and guide uh, us to a, a better way of living but also others as well and to mm-hmm. me that's where the empowerment is and and yeah. and and not being reactionary i mean there's many many deep layers of trauma there's many i mean like anything there's deep layers of healing there's deep layers of trauma um you know and that's not to say that i don't still get triggered i do but i like you and you so beautifully said you know what's the lesson when you're able to get to a place where you can ask that question and again nine years ago i wouldn't have been able to ask that question but when you can get to the be able to ask yourself the question well what's in this for me what is this for me that's for my own growth and development or you know if you're working with people the client yeah I just you move through things so much quicker and to me that's where the empowerment is
0: yeah totally we have to go to those uncomfortable spaces to those spaces that that is hurting right to be able to shift and i love the word gold right it's like we're transmuting darkness or density this is the alchemy of the soul the alchemy of our body being able to transmute density into gold and when what is gold gold is source energy the remembrance of our soul then when we have created open spaces for that trauma to be first recognizing that trauma and allowing that to be turned into gold so we can use those gold sparkles in our life and weave those golden threads through our life as such, right? This is where the power lies, where it comes in. Mm, so beautiful. Go for it, yeah. <laughs>
4: Um I was just really sitting here, you know, to um, waiting till that, you know, that message of it's time <laughs> to talk. Um and picking up on the threads, one of the triggers for me is actually around um, what's the lesson? So my um, my nieces will be probably 10, not not maybe not 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago, eight years ago were killed in a car accident at eight and 10. Um, actually on the Australian, so a couple of Aussies here um, on the Kings Highway. Um, and is it Kingsway Highway? I don't know, something out there and you know the the the, there's a lot of I mean our family and everything were quite spiritual. Um, I had a good um, my my dad used to do faith healing and you know talking tongues and nothing was ever pushed on us. We you know we could have conversations with God. We were we could come and go. We could you know it was it, it was all open and um yeah, was was great, you know, and he, and I find it interesting because you know, you sometimes, well, I forget what I did learn, you know, years years ago. Anyway, here, you know, so i the phone call comes in around this happening, and then, you know, pretty much our whole family's flying to Australia um to support my sister. So it was her ex-husband and the two, 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 two daughters were killed instantly and in a um head-on which is, you know, you just go this, you know, is this really happening? And, um, we, you know, we came together in um, different ways and we would do yoga and we'd surf and, you know, we just would process this um, because it took a while as well. The other thing was, you know, there was a lot of different religions and beliefs about how we're supposed to, uh, grieve this situation. What are we, you know, what are we needing to do here? Um, a whole community was hurting, as well, and, um, you know, so you, yeah, you sit in that space. But that one thing was like, what's the lesson? You know, obviously there's a lesson to be learned. Blah blah blah. And, you know that you'd hear that. I, I sometimes get really grumpy with it because it can be also a spiritual bypassing um where no you you know just stop and be in that moment of sometimes stuff's shit (laughs) you don't yeah you don't have to freaking learn a lesson and when you're that like that stuff and you just go no (laughs) it's no freaking lesson here um you're you know you're you're just trying to make yeah move, move away from feeling the pain that you're feeling or Whatever it is, whatever it is. So that's how I kind of why I get triggered with the there's Mm. a lesson to be learned.
0: I love that. Yeah, and
4: and so I you know, through that time and and where you do, you know, like I was able to bring together the different people in their space of what we wanted. We we ended up creating um I got prepped everyone wrote prayer flags, so we and we put them all up this is on mossy point i don't know if we've got some australians who know where we are um and my sister very incredibly musical so we had a lot of um music and things like that and fliss actually did um pen a song and and she, i don't think she sung it but oh, I might, might have sung it which was pretty massive um but yeah just that real sort of family coming together um but certainly at the time um for me i couldn't process what had happened because i'm holding the whole community in this space creating um a funeral that was really different because it was like we wanted to have it in a public space we had to get consent it was like how do we do this and i I'm a person who loves a crazy problem and I'm like, no, this is what we're doing. (laughs) This is okay. Well then I'll find a way, you know, so how how are we going to make that happen? And then always same thing, relationships. Who do I need to talk to? So yeah, it's, and and in that time, so making, making stuff happen, going through a process. um, And I think the reality of is that trauma is something that happened to us it's our response to that it's what you know it, how you know what level of PTSD have we got after what where does our body sit in holding that stress you know when do we get triggered um you know that's an event that's a one event right so that I always get the flashback of the phone call I always get the flashback of you know certain things mm-hmm. um and then who are we inside of that and and what are we holding when we when we do that right so i think it's important you know because people get that trauma oh you've got to release it or you know sometimes i have clients and they come into the room and they've got this like if i just get it all out then it'll be better and it's like no <laughs> you know we've got to heal in relationship like it's not about what happened to you it's about how is it affecting you in the day to day life how is it stopping you from having great relationships how is it stopping you from having a, a relationship to spirit, you know, or to mm. relationships that I can heal myself, you know, all of the things that everyone's talked about. So yeah. that's when you need to deal with it. Like yeah. some people could go through a trauma and that, you know, they've got great resilience and it it doesn't lead in them being actually stressed, you know, so that's stress, stressed about it. Everyone's going to have a different perspective of what, What's going to go on? And I had a client as well. You know, he had uh, came in and he uh, had been, you know, in, raped by his uncle from eight to thirteen, and um, and he, you know, he's seen a lot of people and he's gone through the ACC and you know some trauma just <laughs> dealing with that um, to. Hmm to get the funding that is required and he you know he came into my room and he just the one thing like he's changed hugely in six months you know this is a guy like he came in and he said to me he said I just had my birthday and I didn't want to you know commit suicide and he said and that's really different he said because for the last 10 years I've always thought that was a really nice completion you know to die on your birthday you know it's like wow Mm -hmm. you know these are really huge things um and he's out working and he's just got a son and things like that so but he said to me he said he's gone into places to you know to be healed or or whatever and he 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 said there was one person they said i'm going to heal you in 14 sessions or you know or seven sessions or something like that or just watch me that that ego of Mm -hmm. i think sometimes certain healers who Um, or they've got one way of doing it, you know, it's like, I've got this, you know, like some um, Marie said on the retreat, I've been on this, you know, I've learned about this, and I'm I'm going to heal, it's like, no, we are not, we are the witnesses to healing, we hold space for healing, we have to do a shitload of work on ourselves to make sure that we're strong enough (laughs) to be able to hold that space, and if we can't you know, work with what our darkness is or if we can't sit there and go, yeah, you know, I can totally hear you or I've got the strength to hold this much, you know, like I'm like, I can only see so many clients that have some of those levels of, of um, trauma mm-hmm. and the right people come to you, right? And, and trusting that we don't have to solicit for that type of work. It, it mm-hmm. comes if it's the right, you know, those people find you if, the, if you're the right one to to support them in that healing. So it's always, you know, do your own work, make sure that you're strong enough to really be with people in those spaces. And yeah. And he, he was just like, you know, this is, I, I could work with Rochelle because she, you know, she didn't say she was going to fix me. She just said, well, we're, we're just going to walk alongside of each other and we're going to live with it. You know, that, that trauma's it, it's there, but it's, you know, it's like, what's the day-to-day, you know, like how are the relationships, you know, what what's the stuff that you need to process to make your relationships better in the world, what's the stuff you need to process to hold boundaries, um, you know, so that you can do enough work that you feel you've got purpose, and this is a guy, who, he wouldn't even talk to anyone, you know, he mm-hmm. literally went out first, now, I mean, I'm actually supposed to see him later today, and I'm like, you know, I can text him, and he'll respond, I I had to like before he wouldn't respond. It's like I'd have to like we had to have the same time each week so that it's like I know he's coming, <laughs> and uh-huh. someone, you know like just just get that started. But you know those Listen. these are really really massive things. But yeah, there's not always a lesson and um oh, that that stuff that what's happening to us. Yeah, that's and it's neat. yeah Less- oh, I don't know how that lands anyway.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. I think the word lesson is it's it's more what's more important for me is the um, awareness the moments of awareness the moments of consciousness leading up to the the big aha moment where you then feel like finally there's more flow and that there is an opening um for you to make decisions in a different way so there's not one big massive life lesson. I feel like it's moments in between moments of always learning, and expanding, and awareness and consciousness, whatever you want to call it. And but it's that then that moment where you go, actually, you know what? The the shame that I felt, the envy I felt, the judgment of self, the not enoughness, all the bullshit that I've been telling myself, the stories I've been telling myself, it's just no longer there. I still hold on to the experience, but it's not fueling me anymore. It's not making dis- or not um, allowing me to make decisions from a space where I am being reactive or coming from a space of hurt. And this is where the world is at right now is a lot of people are hurting. There is a lot of trauma. There is collectively created trauma that people are dealing with, losing their jobs, right? Not feeling good enough, making decisions around vaccinations, right? Where they have lost family members, they have lost friends because of their choices. We are living in an environment where trauma is dictating a lot of how it always has dictating a lot of how we are as human beings. And so this is a very important conversation where we can step into empowerment and knowing that we have the power to release the emotional charges around our trauma and hold on to the experiences, which, is, which are the lessons, the awareness that you are not that person anymore. You are not your shame. You are not your fear. Okay. You are empowered through your experiences. Does anyone want to speak into it? I actually want to ask about practical tips. Let's go to that. Practical tips and tools for really listening to your intuition, you know, or maybe sharing practical tools and and tips um, around dealing with trauma in situations. And one of them for me is listening to your gut. If something feels off, it most likely is off. If you feel like, hang on a minute, I don't want to be in this situation. This is making me feel uncomfortable. Ask why. Why am I feeling uncomfortable? Why is it? And listen, right? If you don't want to be in a situation, don't be in it.
3: Mm. Anyone
0: want to speak into that?
3: I'd love to. Um, So I think one of the things you picked up there as well is that, you know, we can't ignore that we live in a society. And the structure of our society is one of oppression. And so some of the times when we're experiencing trauma, we're also experiencing our relationship with that society and what that society believes is possible for us, regardless of who we are and how we turn up. So we're not an island when we come into this trauma relationship and because we are in that system. And I I love the fact that you've identified, we are going through a collective releasing. And while it feels traumatic, More people are waking up right now than ever before. And I don't know about anybody else, but I remember in one of my first awakenings and my second and my third and my fourth and my fifth, you sort of wake up in the poo. You don't wake up in the light. You wake up in the dark. Mm -hmm. And that's a really challenging thing that we're collectively experiencing. And because we have been doing this work for a long time, we can clearly feel that. And so one of the tips that I always use, because I do work with women specifically around understanding their voice and holding presence, is we really always need to understand whose trauma are we actually dealing with in the moment, you know, what belongs to us and what is it we're feeling that actually belongs to somebody else. And one of the, the biggest tools I've ever used, and I use it with every single client I work with, whether they're a CEO of a company or they're someone who's starting out in their spiritual practice, is you can only process your own stuff. And so sometimes we are carrying the collective identity or feeling that's going on at the moment, or we can feel, that I can feel the boundaries of the structure that we live in in our society. So getting really clear on who does it belong to, because we can only ever deal with our own stuff. And mm. once we get clear, we, I think we get this beautiful separation around understanding I can observe that that's actually not mine I can feel it but it's still not mine this part here is mine and this is the only thing I'm responsible for so getting into that practice of understanding what is ours and what is not and energetically energy feels different so I have this really really simple practice which is we ask the question who does this belong to and we feel that in our body and if it feels lighter than our body it's actually not ours to process feels in our body then it's ours and the more that we ask that question during the day the more that we work with understanding that energy is trying to always communicate with us through the vibration of our body we can relax our nervous systems we to go oh i don't have all this stuff to work through because half of it's not mine like and we can just give that back so that would be one of my tips that i would offer
0: thank you so much marie yeah um one of the things that i've right in the beginning, because we are sensitive and an empath, right, we're living, we've been born a sensitive empath to feel the world, so that we can change the world, yeah, yeah, I believe that, and I always say to my students, right in the beginning, because one of the things that would happen, they would come to me for a healing session, and, and they would be on antidepressants for 10 years, walking in, and, and um, they would walk away from the session with me talking and speaking to them and and allowing them to voice how they are feeling because that's very important like voicing how they're feeling um heavy you know feeling the distortion in their bodies almost feeling like they are not themselves like they are dreaming and and living someone else's life and realizing that these people are walking around as empaths and sensitives holding on to the collective energy holding on to other people's energy and holding on to trauma that is playing out within the collective and so spirits said to me tell them to say i release all energy that is not my own and for my highest greatest good and immediately you feel this waterfall energy release down your body and it's that choice that it's a command you know i choose to only be within my own energy right now <laughs> and it's powerful so thank you marie that's a really powerful tool anyone that's else good. want to share yeah i'd love to
1: not to you i just sort of speaking to the word connection because it's coming up it come up in rochelle it come up in, Mar- in marie's and it's it's a really beautiful place of what i've realized within myself is yes we are so sensitive to other people's energies but there's also this element particularly in our western society where we disconnect as well and rather than it being a lesson that was learned through Rochelle's situation, it was actually this beautiful reconnection and the family reconnecting from a place of love in that place of grieving and the importance of allowing grief and not having to, it'll be okay, stuff up, stiff up a lip. I've got to process on my own. I've got to do this alone. And the other, the other part of connection for me in my own life has been Reconnecting to nature and how much healing is in simply just going out into nature, whatever that might be, walking in the forest, going to the beach, sitting still, watching the sunrise, watching the sunset and how powerful and how healing that is just to allow that to happen, to be in presence, to listen to the birds, to listen to the waves, to feel the wind. And I've, I've found a lot of healing for myself when I can get into a place of presence and I'm no longer in my thoughts, in my mind, in my, you know, my history. And there's also that other connection that you talked about, Natalia, is as a human being, Ross, I have taken on the world and I have taken on my parents' beliefs, my grandparents' beliefs, my teachers' beliefs, every interaction I've had, I've taken on a belief and incorporated it into who Ross is so I can try and navigate the world. But in that, I'll lose part of who I am. And when I can come back to that place where Rochelle talked about and that moment of grief and it's beyond me, I magically reconnect to this place of love. And this beautiful connection then happens to these other people who are also connecting in that space of love. Suddenly all that grief and all that, disagreement and all those different views of the world don't matter anymore those different perspectives I might have just disappeared because I've come into this center and I've come back to my own center mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I guess that in a roundabout way is remembering the two most important things for me are love and connection and whatever that connection is to nature but to other people and, and you know like you said recognizing when I'm actually connecting to someone else's feelings and grief, and they're not mine either, or someone else's belief system, oh, actually, that's not how I need to be. That's my mother's, my father's, my grandparents, you know. Also, I really
4: want to taitoku what you're saying, because um, that uh, a lot of people talk about um, the, can you hear me? Yep. Um, What do I do? What do I need to do? There's a, you know, what do I do next? You know, you get clients it's like, what am I? What should I do? You know, it's always the, and I'm like, can we just be? Like, yeah,
3: <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah.
4: It's like let's stop yeah. the doing, and start the being. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's it, it kind of like you say, peel back, just stop, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Well, who am I being? You know, that and that that I love uh, Ben Zander. It's an amazing. um, I don't know if you've ever seen his stuff of conductor of Philharmonic Orchestra. And we talked about possibilities before, but, and he says, Who am I being that I don't know I'm being that's causing this outcome? And I Mm. think that's a really good question to ask.
2: Yeah.
4: Who am I being Mm. that I don't know I'm being that's causing this outcome? And, you know, and it, yeah, it's softer. It's not as hard as do.
0: a lot of people don't know how to be because it's like like oh being means i have to do something to be you're right and they they get confused around what that means but being is like just sitting and closing your eyes and being in your own stillness being in that void space where everything all inspirations flow from and can be created from right so it's a surrender right
4: it's it's that
0: not i'm not in
4: control of this it's like the answer is here and inside of me if i can just find that light like you know we talk about christianity some people have had bad experiences like i am the way the truth and the light you know it's like follow the light the lights in here Mm -hmm. and and it's just like so yeah you've got to peel it back (laughs) because that's where it is And it's very, very simple. Like, you know, I've even run workshops and we're talking sales training. And, you know, and I just have this moment of, especially when I do it with a whole lot of guys too, where they're just having this moment of watching themselves, watching themselves, watching themselves, (laughs) like that, like almost out of, and they're just Mm -hmm. like, and you just see this, like, whoa. I've got that
0: inside of me, you know. And Mm -hmm. I want to add to that as well, Rochelle. Sorry, is it's when we notice our expansiveness in that way that we then start realizing our human experience is what we create it to be, but Mm -hmm. we are so much more than that, right? Mm. We have the ability, all possibilities are available within that space of expansion. So Mm -hmm. that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that, Rochelle. Uh, sorry, Benny, did you want to say anything?
2: I do, actually. I, um, and it's funny because it comes back to where we even started as well. And um, for me, and you know, connection, love, um, you know, the animals that you were talking about at the start, Rochelle, um, for me, and you know, and nature, as Ross was talking about, and allowing ourselves to feel the wind and the rest of it, it it's all and that coming within, it's feeling. It's actually, you know, coming within ourselves and allowing ourselves to feel every aspect. You know, um, Marie talked about, you know, taking on the energies that aren't ours um, and discerning what is actually ours. You know, feeling for me, and I know my trauma actually shut me down from feeling. Allowing myself to feel and allowing myself to fully feel all emotions, and I'm still having quite a journey with the feeling of anger you know but that for me the healing has come from actually being able to feel my own body to feel that external stimulus you know whether it's the sun or the wind or the water or the earth Um, you know and from a spiritual perspective connecting into that and that's a huge huge part of my daily life Um, but even to um, allow myself to feel the spectrum of human emotions that we have um and allow them to come out I mean, there's been so much great healing um in the different ways of expressing that my feeling had been so shut down from trauma um that the pleasure within my skin the pleasure of being human in this you know being a soul in this physical body was so numbed and i didn't even i had no idea I didn't realize, but I also, and this ties into feeling as well. And, you know, we've talked about the energy. I mean, trauma has an energy to it. And um, trauma sits, the energy of trauma, you know, yes, it's an event, but that creates an energy and that energy sits within our body. And it's that energy that actually, um, for me, the biggest part of the healing was understanding that energy, um, befriending it almost releasing it as well which is not a for me was not an instant and I don't I personally don't believe that it's an instant thing because I think there's many that you know there's so many deep layers to it but allowing myself to actually feel it and express it which was the releasing um, you know and for me I had a lot of physical limitations um, because of the trauma that I'd been through and the energy that was sitting within me you know I had fibromyalgia Um, complex PTSD had that diagnosis as well Um, you know I was so fatigued um, constantly and so you know for me that feeling aspect that reconnection that expression of that um, in the various ways you know movement and dance but also you know the work that Ross does you know in his rapid core healing and it's working with the energies to actually shift them. And, and you know, I walked away, um, I walked away after six years of suffering and my children not having their mum fully. Um, I walked away from fibromyalgia and I haven't had a fibroflare in four years because of actually um, feeling feeling connecting all the things we've talked about you know Rochelle with the animals my my youngest son if I can just go there for a minute he's autistic and he's been through domestic violence and a lot of a lot of trauma and he's what I've seen with him and horses is incredible you know um, and working with the animal kingdom or working with anything you know just allowing yourself to feel whether it's an animal or the earth or the air or or your internal energy and what's sitting well and what's not sitting well and you know, dance and just there's so many things available. But for me, the key is feeling.
0: Yeah. In embodiment all those practices, ways. embodiment practices is we our body is our messenger. It tells us mm. through pain, through discomfort, when there's something going on, when the shit's down. Right? It's like, heal me, help me or do something to help me shift whatever I'm feeling here. Our body is an amazing, incredible messenger. And so embodiment practices where you are actually allowing the energy to move through you, opening your chakra, shifting the energy out. Dance is fantastic. I um, actually healed a huge thing that was sitting in my solar plexus around my own power. Um, through dance and my my husband calls it dance crying and I was dance crying and he he says you know um whenever I feel that there's something huge that is in my body that I am not able to shift through my all my other practices that I have I go to dance and it helps me every single time and it's the awareness that we bring it's the feeling that we're feeling in our body It's our soul speaking through us. It's the healing that comes when we move, when we connect at the same time to our body. It's so powerful. But the other thing I want to mention is that um, this trauma energy, the energy of trauma, it feeds our pain body. So the pain body is responding to our emotional subtle body and to our mental and emotional state. The charge the emotional charge associated with it and it feeds the pain body and the pain body is an entity and energy on its own. And that's why penny you responded in your body responded in that way in pain because there was trauma that was sitting there to be shifted and the pain body was being fed by the emotional state or the trauma that was there ready to be released when i believe and this is something that came through spirit i believe when we are in an immense amount of pain it's at that moment that we have a choice a divine choice to shift that energy and to shift into higher consciousness and to release us and heal ourselves because that we have the ability to do that we can then choose to perpetuate the cycle of our pain or we can choose to liberate ourselves from our pain And this is the beauty of being a human being and having this experience of higher consciousness that we are being supported through the energy, the cosmic energies and everything that's here to support us right now, the frequencies. So it is, we are living in a a space of empowerment where a lot of things are breaking down within, where our body messenger is telling us if there's something to release and then we can choose whether we want to release it or not. And I heard someone saying that, um, I think it was you, Penny, that it happens, it doesn't happen straight away. I believe that we are onion layers, right? That we, we're an onion. So once we peel away the top layer, there's always something else and something else until we get to, the, to that space where we don't feel like we need to do anything. You know, we can just be, but also within that moments of peeling away that onion layers, We have to integrate what we've gone through. We have to fully integrate and realize and and anchor in what we're going through. Mm. So it is quarter past 12. (laughs) Um, We've gone over a little bit. I wanted to ask if there is any of you that wanted to finish off this talk just with another golden nugget of wisdom that you want to leave people with. And to empower them if for those people that are there, feeling pain feeling their trauma feeling that they're struggling what can you tell them
3: i'd love to share because we talked about spiritual uh, the role of spiritual healers and teachers in this space mm. and that you know we have come through and you spoke about the new earth we have come through paradigms where healing has seemed to be an endpoint, where we have a linear view of we must get to this point and then therefore i am healed and to lead people to know that, you know, our traumatic responses impact all of our lives, the decisions that we make, what we're available to, how we connect and help, how we build relationships. And a lot of that becomes because we're disconnected from our bodies. And mm-hmm. so sometimes when we say, you're going to just, you know, be, that's really hard for someone who is in trauma. So if you're in trauma right now or you're in a trauma experience, I'd love you to remember that wherever you're at is okay And that whatever you can do today is okay. If that's stepping into your breath for a minute or five minutes or or 15 minutes, that is beautiful because your body will guide you, but there is no expectation that you can be or do anything other than what you are right now. And that is part of our all coming back together as one.
0: Mm, So beautiful, Marie. Yeah, right now, this present moment where you act, no matter what it looks like how nasty it might be how crazy it might be it doesn't matter right this is where we make the changes in this moment and we cannot continue looking back in the past yes we've got to go there but if we don't make the choice now here nothing's going to shift right Mm, beautiful thank you for sharing that anyone else Ross you're on mute Ross (laughs)
1: <laughs> I just, I just, just to say to people out there, it's an ongoing, it's an ongoing journey. Every day, every day, we're putting practice into play. You know, being the change that we want to be within us, and doing our daily practices, doing things differently to what we've done in the past, and creating new habits from that place. Our body can also take us on a journey that's not so good either, because it responds automatically to our old ways. So recognizing what your body's doing from those old responses as well. And this is not woo-woo stuff. It's actually been proven chemically as well by scientific research that our chemicals in our body respond like I was a five-year-old boy. Those responses, when I go into that space again, when I'm reacting that way, that all comes back to me like it's right in this moment. Mm -hmm. So every day, practice doing something new, differently, that feels right, that feels good for you, whatever that is, dancing, whatever, yoga, whatever you're into, Tai Chi, Qigong. But I'd say the big one for me is connection, connection to other people, connection to nature. It's not a solo journey. Mm, so beautiful,
0: you know, very powerful message. Thank you, Ross.
2: Mm. Um,
0: I, oh. No, you go, Rochelle.
4: You go. You sure? um, yep. I really want to, um, yeah, to to thank you all for this this session today. Um, thanks, Nat- Natalie, for bringing us together, um, because it's wonderful hearing everyone's what they're saying. And it just reminds me, you know, it's like, Oh, that's right. Yeah, there's that, you know, um, I know when Marie had the, you know, just remember that they're probably taking on other people's stuff and I'm like, God, you know, you often need that little reminder. Right. Um, so yeah, I really love talking with, you know, and and I'm honored that I was invited as well to, to speak with um, these beautiful people around the world um, and share um, our, our, journeys or experiences, etc. Yeah, so, so thank you. It's been a really, really wonderful time. And, um, and I think that gratefulness as well, you know, um, yeah, wherever you are on that journey, it is what it is. Um, The other one is that healing can happen real fast. It doesn't have to be some great big drawn up process. And you don't have to know why. Um, you can just let it go. So I I when I did theta healing, it's what I love about it. It's like, should we just deal with that? <laughs> it's like that could happen really, really quick. Um, yeah, so it's it's it doesn't have to be painful for a really, really long time, you know. You can, yeah, one little thing if it's reach out to someone else, if it's talk to someone. Um, the other one I'd say is be discerning. You know, if it feels right, then that's good. Keep yourself safe. Um, safety always first so um, you know if you're dealing with trauma is number one you know absolutely make sure that that person is keeping you safe if you're going there if they're not then that that's not the right person to be working with you you know there's there's some big stuff there so safety is really really key yeah so that's me and thank you it's been lovely to meet you all
0: (laughs) thank you so much Rochelle for sharing your wisdom that's a that's a really key point you know feeling into whether this feels right for you, whatever situation, if you're at a festival, if you're in a a group circle, if you are talking to someone and you're just having dinner, um, you know, wherever you are, or at work, whatever situation you find yourself in, um, I believe that there is, you can walk across the street and experience trauma. Um, It doesn't have to be a massive catalyst for trauma. It could be the the little bits of trauma that happens um, and then kind of leads into, if you don't deal with it, into a big explosion, right? Um, And it is about really using those tools, using your practices like uh, Ross said as well, to be able to help you do more of what you love, um, let the energy flow through you so that you don't get to that point where there are big explosions, and um, and that's why relationships are crumbling because people are not dealing with the trauma. People are not connecting to themselves the way that they used to connect. You know, back in the old days, we didn't have the television, we didn't have the phones, we didn't have all of this stuff. We were much more connected with nature and much more connected with ourselves. So we are, in a way, returning back to the old simplicity of life for a lot of people and if you find find that something is too hard and that something feels like it's wanting to come up for you go into mama nature she will help you so much and that's my go-to that's been my go-to over the last couple of days because there's some stuff that's been coming up for me and mother nature helps me every time to see a different perspective on life completely so that's my tip but anyway Benny What's your tip? Mm, I
2: think I'd like to, I agree with what everything has been said. So for me, I think another one to throw in is um, within the journey within actually journey to know who to, to know you, to feel you and to increase the love for yourself. I think that's a really important thing it's easy to love others but it's not so easy to love yourself and to come to that inner peace and that place of love and comfort with yourself um yeah by nurturing and and not doing by actually being sitting and being
0: yeah Mm. profound so many golden nuggets of wisdom on this talk today so i just want to say thank you very much to all of you for being here and sharing your wisdom I will share the links of these beautiful people, their websites, their Facebook um, groups and things. I'll share it underneath this video. If you have any comments or questions, um, please do comment below, put hashtag replay if you're watching the replay. And thank you so much for listening. You know, we we are here as, as um, way showers to be able to ignite the wisdom within your own soul and to help you, you know, rise or raise your consciousness through all of these beautiful wisdom conversations that we are having. So thank you for listening, everybody. Have a beautiful day.